people think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. Well, hey, Stephen. We're here at another episode of Kidney Talk. An episode. It's An like episode. Mad Men. It is. Lost. It's really, it's, I know. Lost is, is the uh, real uh, title of the show. But anyways, I wanted to... Um, we're talking a little bit today about this new cookbook out that's called um, Dialysis Dining on the Go. And it's really not a cookbook because it's so difficult when you're on dialysis to make choices when you're not at home preparing your own food. That's right. And, and this book has a lot of solutions for patients to, you know, consider when they're out making choices to control their phosphorus, sodium, salt, potassium, all the things that we have to handle on a daily basis. And you know, it's funny because when you ask a waitress or something, you know, does this have, you know, how much salt in it? They'll just go back. Because I used to be a waiter ages ago. They just lie. Right. Or they just say there's no salt in it, then you need to right. glasses of water. Right. Well, today we're really lucky because we have the authors of this book, um, Dr. Cynthia West and Allison Ameda, and uh, they're from Pennsylvania. And good nutrition is one of the most important factors of living well on dialysis. So, uh, Dr. West, welcome to the program. Thank you. So tell us a little bit why you developed this book. Well, Allison and I have worked together for a long time, and we have like minds, which makes it fun to work together. And we try to be extremely practical for our patients, practical and realistic. And we had several patients who were really struggling with uh, fluid gains and sodium control, we realized after Allison, you know, had talked to them repeatedly that they were eating at either a fast food chain or a local restaurant buffet type setup, and we knew why they were having the problems, and despite all efforts to educate them as to, you know, don't eat this and don't eat that, we were really making no headway. And finally one day I said, you know, Allison, we really need to get a hold of this fast food thing. And so why don't, why don't we try... Um, just the local establishments here in Washington and see if we can look through the menus and see what we could tell them they can eat. Because I think the patients sort of tune you out after a while of hearing you can't have this and you can't have that and don't do this and don't eat that. And it's always a negative. And because eating out with family, friends, and social events is a very important part of, of their lives, as it is for all of our lives, we wanted to uh, maybe, you know, recognizing they were going to do that, maybe do some damage control and say, okay, we, we know you're going to go to a fast food or a local restaurant with your family or friends or when you're out shopping. How about if we give you some ideas of what you should order or could order that would be less detrimental and more in keeping with your renal diet options. So that's sort of how it came about. And as Allison started doing some investigation of the local fast food chains and, our, and you know, some of our local restaurants, which really are part of national chains, you know, we just sort of looked at each other one day and said, you know, if, if our patients could benefit from this, I bet you there are a lot of patients that could benefit from it. So we, we kind of took a deep breath and dove in and tried to make it uh, you know, a more all-encompassing uh, type of publication. 
Now, um, don't you find it like anybody else who's a kidney patient or not a kidney patient, like you, the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. If somebody goes into a fast food restaurant, they really want those fries, you know, and, and you can tell them don't eat that or don't eat that. But once they're on their own and, and you, you smell those fries, it's, it's a matter of willpower as much as anything else. Oh, it absolutely is. And, and we recognize that. Um, you know, and you're exactly right. We can give all the information we want, but we, we aren't going there with them and choosing their food. Uh, we just found that um, because typically we, we present such a negative and a, do, and a don't more than a do, we were hoping if we kind of turned them loose with, hey, guess what, you can, you can have this. How about if we start with what you can have? They would feel less um, constrained and less deprived to maybe want the things that we, they really shouldn't have. Well, let's start with like a, a regular burger place, like a, a McDonald's or a Burger King. What could I possibly order at McDonald's or Burger King? Well, we weren't able to include McDonald's in the book um, for... Because you own stock? <laughs> Pardon? Because you own stock in McDonald's? <laughs> I own stock. No, I wish I owned stock. But we do have Burger King, actually. Okay. And um, under the burgers... Um, the double hamburger on a bun, as long as it was ordered without cheese, is an option, as well as a Whopper Junior without the cheese or a regular hamburger. I'm curious, why were you not allowed to include McDonald's when they served a double cheeseburger there? Or you know, well, it wasn't th- that was because we McDonald's wouldn't give us permission to oh, it was their that logo kind of thing. or access to their um, nutrition information. I see. That's what's really nice about this book. It has, you know, it has go and it has, you know, stop and it has all the pictures of the food that you buy at the different... Uh, many other traffic signals, too. <laughs> well, you know, we try to make it, um, as I said, we're practical and realistic and most of the other nutrition publications that, that I think patients are used to getting tend to be long lists of small black and white print um, with nutritional breakdown next to it. With 20 and, ingredients. You know, we can interpret that, but it, it's even, eh, after you look at a few, you kind of toss it. So we really wanted to make this simple for patients to understand. A stoplight we thought was pretty easy. It's go and stop. And as many pictures as we could... Um, so it was easy to identify. What are the standards to be a go food in your book? Well, let me have, I'm going to have Allison tell you that because she has the specifics on that. Okay, great. Well, we have Allison Ameda, and she's going to share some of the, the standards to be a go food in this dialysis dining on the go book. Hi. The criteria we used is that most go foods contain less than 1,000 milligrams of sodium per serving, up to a maximum of 1,500 milligrams. And the other criteria was it had to be high in protein. Um, Most of the foods that were selected were 12 grams or higher. Obviously, your chicken nuggets and things like that may have been on the lower side, but your hamburgers and your roast beef sandwiches, tacos, those were all higher in protein. I know I have to eat 70 grams of protein a day, and it's difficult because so many of the high-protein foods have phosphorus, and I really get tired of eating eggs. It's really, you know, when you're on dialysis, it's really like a puzzle. It is. You know, and it it drove me crazy when I used to be on dialysis that, you know, I can't have this, but I'll try this, but, oh, this has too much salt in it. And it was just, I I was down to like a sprig of celery each day. (laughs) Well, it's... 
right because the patients feel like this is another piece of the puzzle when they start dialysis. Like now I have to watch my diet. So I think that patients will really benefit from a book like this because as Dr. West has mentioned, it's putting a more positive spin on the foods that they typically think that they can't have. And by no means are we promoting these foods as something you should eat every day, but we're recommending if you go out to eat and that's realistic to go to fast food places, casual dining, convenience, these are the things that would be better choices. Now back to the comment that you made, Lori, about the phosphorus. Um, Under our caution in the book, those are some of the things that we took into account. Um, Obviously, we know that most fast food restaurants, casual dining, does not like to tell consumers or patients the amount of phosphorus or potassium that's in a product. So we went off of what we know to be true, and that's why those certain foods would be in a caution or a stop. Um, Caution was either higher sodium or higher phosphorus foods that we know have phosphorus in it. Um, An example would be if you want a hamburger, as Dr. West mentioned earlier, hold the cheese. So that they can still enjoy a hamburger, they get their protein, but they're not necessarily adding more phosphorus to their meal. Well, you have Long John Silver's in here, and one of the caution foods is coleslaw. Why is that? Yeah, I I wouldn't consider coleslaw to be a caution food, but it may be... Oh, it gives you gas. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Actually, coleslaw <laughs> is much higher in sodium, and, and that's another one that's a tricky one because, in general, most patients, most healthcare professionals would tell people, yeah, go ahead and have coleslaw over French fries. But coleslaw for that particular um, fast food chain was higher in sodium. Really? Because yeah. when I make coleslaw at home, I don't put salt in it Well, it's probably this, this chain well, that they... Well, that's just it. If it's homemade, you can... Control you know, anything. ...watch what you add to it as seasoning. But when you're at a fast food place, that's a little bit different. Yeah, and also, you know, adding on top of the fact that, you know, you're on dialysis and you have to watch your, you know, phosphorus and potassium and salt. And, and then a lot, a great many, probably the majority of kidney patients are also diabetic. So that's another restriction. They got to watch their carbs. They can't have the bun for the hamburger or the uh, lemon pie from Chick-fil-A, which we don't have here. So That's where you would practice moderation. And we do have a page at the beginning of the book that goes over the the craving dessert as to what would maybe be a better choice. Now, as you mentioned, if they're a diabetic, that's something they would want to take into account. And most diabetics are pretty familiar with what foods they need to use more caution with um, and also depending upon what medication they take. Well, I was happy to see that lemon chicken, something um, that you can have at Chinese food, because I actually like that. Yeah, but that's full of sugar. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm not diabetic, luckily. Okay, (laughs) well, Chinese food is another moderation because, as we know, it's it's very high in sodium. So that's something that we only want to have in moderation. But we did list foods that would be better choices, such as plain steamed rice, spring roll, lemon chicken, pork dumplings. And we also included some green go tips, um, such as go for light soy sauce, in packets on the side, go for black pepper, go for the main entree, go for steamed rice, and try to avoid more of the regular soy sauce, the MSG, um, their soups, any food prepared in bulk, and especially buffet meals. 
Yeah, That's and, where you're going to have the highest sodium content. And what about tofu? Where does that fall in? Is that too high in phosphorus? or? Well, that, that would contain um, protein. But that's not actually a food that was analyzed in this book. Yeah, we're all vegetarians here in California. <laughs> One of the things that I, I really enjoy in the book is that you have uh, uh, frozen meals that are um, good for you, that, you know, meet the requirements. And it's, I think, Lean Cuisine is on the book and um, Healthy Choice and Smart Ones. And I guess there's some that you have to stay away from, but there actually are some good choices. Yes, and, and we really... We put the criteria under the explanation point. So for Lean Cuisine, for example, it lists the criteria we used for sodium, potassium, and protein. So we wanted to try to get the highest protein meal that's the lowest in sodium and the lowest in potassium. Now for the Lean Cuisine convenience under STOP, there were particular ones. We have five listed, such as beef portobello, southern beef tips, steak tips Dijon, sun-dried tomato pesto chicken, and jumbo rigatoni with meatballs that had over, I want to say, 600 milligrams of potassium in it. So that was something that we definitely needed to go easy on. Same with Healthy Choice. Um, The foods that we have listed under their high potassium section had over 900 milligrams of potassium. And what's the the, the most you want kidney patients to have per day? Well, it really goes back to their blood work. If their potassium level is within the normal limits of 3.5 to 5.5, then they must not be over-consuming potassium. But if their levels were high, we would obviously find out how much of a particular food they're eating and see if we can cut back on those. Well, I was actually talking about sodium. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I thought I thought you said potassium. No, no, that's um, fine. Most dialysis patients are restricted to a no-added salt or a 4-gram potassium diet per day. Obviously, if their blood pressure is running higher, that might be something that... Sodium or potassium? I, I thought you said sodium. Oh. Yes, um, sodium. Is it like... Um... The normal is about 2,000 milligrams per day, right? Or is that right. the, is that a different yes, measurement? That would be considered a, a two-gram potassium. It is very individualized based on their diet. But for our dialysis patients, the most we're willing to go up to is a no-added salt, which is 4,000 milligrams a day. Okay, 4,000. 4, it's well, like that's everything pretty good. has salt in it. I mean, yeah. even like, you know, plain turkey breast, if you're on the diet, the luncheon meat, it's like 600 Grams of, uh, That's why you have to go kill the chicken in the yard and cook it, because all the frozen stuff has salt on it. Well, that makes me lose my appetite <laughs> altogether. I know, for me too. That's where seasonings come in, where you can use pepper, which obviously doesn't have salt in it, um, Mrs. Dash, which is also a potassium-free... I used to date her one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you used to date Mrs. In Dash? marriages, she... she... <laughs> Did she dash away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, herbs, uh, that's great because, you know, a lot of people out here grow herbs themselves. I have a tremendous herb garden, and, uh, you know, we you know we use it all the time, and it, it's really great, i, I got to tell you. And it doesn't have salt in it. No, I know. Well, the Ken's dressings are a good choice. I've actually tried some of those. Okay. What did you think of the taste? I, I liked it. I mean, it's, it's obviously not as good as some of the more richer ones, but I enjoy some of the, um, you know, the raspberry vinaigrette. I mean, that's, you know, it's a light-tasting, uh, refreshing. Too much sugar. 
Well, you know. You know what I, I, I use? Olive oil and balsamic vinegar. That's what I use. And you can get that at restaurants, too, right? Well, and the good thing about the Ken's dressing is they're low in potassium, contain no sodium, and no phosphorus. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Were they invented by a dialysis patient? <laughs> I don't know. We had a guy that came up to us, and he, he made salsa, potassium-free salsa. That was... Uh, How did... Do you have the recipe, or do you know how? He gave us a jar. He gave us a jar. I, I haven't. I'll have it. to find him. Yeah, I don't know if he's been able to. He, I think he made it out of. Um, is it tomatillas? No, he made it out of carrots. You're right. Carrots okay. or something. Yeah, he did. He um, wanted to find that was one of his favorite foods, and so he wanted to find an alternative solution. Well, one of the things that's really interesting about this book also is you have choices for breakfast, lunch, and dinner which is really difficult sometimes to come out and, you know, figure out when you're going out what to eat. So it just gives you some general guidelines, which is a good idea, especially for the salad bar. Yeah, yeah salad bars, that's, that's hard. You know, it's very tempting. on the, You know, if you just take a spoonful at a time, it doesn't count. Well, and it's interesting because this diet isn't like other diets. I mean, it has to be memorized because cauliflower is better than broccoli. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of times. So this is a great little um, quick cheat leaf. Cauliflower is better than broccoli? Broccoli is higher in potassium. You know what is the one that amazes me? That cooked spinach is different than raw spinach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> it's funny because I had a, a new patient's wife um, meet with me today, and she said the same thing. She said, it's so confusing. And I said, I agree. She said, if, when I get on the computer, I see one list that says they can have tomatoes, another list that says it's high. She said, I, I just don't know what to follow. And I said, well... That's why we really encourage moderation. Right. You know, as long as you don't have too much of, of the high potassium, high phosphorus foods on a daily basis, and your lab work is in the normal range, you're doing all the right things. You usually don't want to have a lot of, uh, eat out a lot over your long weekend <laughs> with right. that extra day in there. Right. Well, uh, one of the things that, you know, we have to, and I'm sure you tell your patients too, is that it's so important to take the phosphate binders at the same time they eat or it won't work. And we hear that so often that people don't, you know, know that. I didn't do that. I mean, because I would go out to eat and I'd forget them. And I I go, well, I'll take them when I get home, which I know is not the right thing to do. Patients say that to me all the time. I I took them when I got home. So what we tell them is to carry a pill binder with them when they go out to eat or if they have a spouse or a family member going with them to try to remember to put it in somebody's purse to take with them when they go out to eat so that they have it available. Because as we know, fast food, casual, and convenience type restaurants often are a little bit higher in potassium and phosphorus. So being that we don't always know what are in the products, it's better to take your binders with you. We even encourage to take an extra one. Yeah, no, I, I actually have a little baggie in all my purses <laughs> in case I change them. I used to put them in the car, you know, in the glove compartment. That's a good idea. But I'd go into the restaurant and I'd order and I'd be eating in the middle of the meal. i go, oh, I forgot to take my binders. I have to go all the way back to the car. You know, and uh, it was, I would say, oh, forget it. I'll just finish my meal and take them later. Right. And, yeah, unfortunately, that does happen. So we just try to continue to reinforce to take them with them. Well, so how long did it take you to develop this little booklet, and um, uh, uh, where can patients get it? Well, we developed this book over a year's time period. Um, We started initially just contacting the restaurants to see who wanted to be 
included in the book. And from there, we went ahead and did the data collection, analyzed the menus. I spoke with the corporate dietitians if they were available. We also went through legal to get all the legal permission to include these restaurants. They had to approve their page. So it, it took a year's time period, um, but we were very impressed with how everything turned out. We think it's going to be very useful for the patient. Oh, it's a great book, very easy to read and everything, and you did all the research as opposed to me where I just slapped it together and hoped for the best. <laughs> and where can um, patients order this book and how much is it? Yes, they can actually order it. Um, Dr. West and I both have email addresses. And I can give you the email address. It's alleycat, A-L-L-E-Y-C-A-T, 2001, R as in red, D as in David, at yahoo.com. And you can also um, have Dr. West's email address. It's Cynthia, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-G, 42, at hotmail.com. Is, so there, is there a phone number, too? 995 per book. 995 And how much is shipping? Um, shipping and tax combined together is approximately $3. Okay, so with, how would they do this? Is there a number, or do they just send you an email, and then you get back to them? They would send us an email, and then we would go ahead and send them an invoice. Once we receive their check payment, because we are accepting check, then we would mail the book out. What about credit cards? Um, we currently are not accepting credit cards. So you no know, phone orders, huh? We we actually do have a phone number as well. Okay, great. 412-334-6558. Okay, can you repeat that again? It's 412-334-6558. And there is a voicemail on this particular number. So if they leave a message, Dr. West will follow up with them. Okay, well, that sounds great. Well, and how we it... are giving discounts for bulk orders. Okay. What constitutes a bulk order? 9000 <laughs> <laughs> That would be really nice. Um, it would depend on how large of an order because we have certain points in terms of how many are ordered at a time and so how much of a discount we would get. Well, great. I think people are going to love this book because uh, I, I just browse through it and I find it it's made me hungry because of all the pictures. But uh, it's uh, great. And um, you know what? I'm never going to McDonald's again because they snubbed you. Because they didn't want to be included. That's right. Well, thank you very much. And this is a, a, a great resource for patients. And um, it's great that you and Dr. West created it. And uh, I, I wish you good luck on um, helping patients adhere to this difficult diet. Well, thank you very much. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our health care team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference. 